0: My name is Matt Brown.
1: Cover my Jay. Jay! Jay did it! Jay did it! Jay is keep Roman Rage! Here are you
0: winners! And let's start the show. Say again. Can you you can't see me like How about can I enjoy some time with my friends? Uh sorry. What's happening everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, July 6, 2023. The first show of July 2023 for this podcast, the 243rd episode and an episode we're about to have a lot of fun reacting to money in the bank. One of WWE's biggest shows of the year taking place in London. England this past weekend and there is a lot to talk about regarding it. So before we get into that with our crew, Ryan and Jose are with us again. I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget, to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations podcast, Twitter at ProdCamoPod, TikTok at Productive Conversations. And we're also on... On Facebook at Productive Conversations as well and check out our YouTube page at Productive Conversations so it is in the books money in the bank is long gone and a lot has taken place in that event and also the month of June is long gone June 2023 well we hardly knew you we had a lot going on I'm sure lots of stress, but I'm sure lots of good times for many of you out there. Now, July 2023 is here, the halfway point of this calendar year, and let's make sure the second half is better than the first, as this show is in a semi-vacation week. I mean, we are doing a show, after all, but... We are going to enjoy it, and then we're back full throttle with two to three shows a week as per usual, so some good stuff ahead. We have a very exciting summer planned. We have NBA free agency next week, and we're getting back into baseball for our yearly MLB mid-season show, and then we have another topic, Thunder, coming. We got some other game shows being planned, new guests, and all of that as we take in the beginning, or I should say the... uh, real extraordinary part of the summer of 2023. Let us enjoy every single moment. Enjoy those Saturday nights in July. And yeah, we've waited a long time and we were patient enough for this really, really good weather here in the Northeast. And by God, we're going to enjoy it before we have one hell of a football season, especially. So... Fourth of July was low-key for me. Really just enjoyed it with the family. I actually work like every single day pretty much, seven days a week. So the fact that I got a real day off is a real winner. But we're still going to grind. We're still going to make this show great. And we're going to enjoy every second as we usually do. Seriously, we have a really fun summer of podcasts coming along the way. And let us... Include this show a part of all that fun. Plus, the R- Productive Conversations podcast website launches at the end of the month. I'm getting a brand new web camera, and um, I have learned some new editing skills. So that just means more great content coming your way. We're gonna look a little sharper on my end, and of course, we could do, you know, more in-person shows regularly that only adds to what we're growing here so we're very lucky to have our team very thankful to have dolo besides us and everyone who i usually do shows with a great team of collaborators and yeah time to take this show to another level so let us focus on today's action money in the bank as i said took place from the o2 arena in london england this past weekend the Bloodline has a huge beat probably hitting the third act of this very long but intriguing story Jay J Uso is the one to finally pin Roman for the first time since December of 2019 that's obviously a big deal coming into this we had Seth Rollins retain against Finn Balor but his Judgment Day brother Daniel Priest was the one to win the money in the bank, good call Ryan there and we can see that in a conflict with that stable, which is obviously taking place this summer. The woman's Money in the Bank, Io Sky, a huge favorite in this, a huge star in the making right there. That's pretty, was pretty wholesome to see. So good for her. And we'll see how that, you know, grows with this up-and-coming star, and see when she is the one to cash in for her opportunity. John Cena made a fun appearance. Ronda and Shayna break up. <laughs> Gunther takes care of business with Matt Riddle, but well, returning Drew McIntyre excites us. So yeah, there's a lot to talk about, and let us talk about it with our guys Ryan and Jose, and let's have some fun and a lot of laughs along the way. So, rhyme intended, and now I intend to give you a great podcast as per usual. So let's do it, show 243, 2023's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, or just say, premium live event, let's review. So, let's enjoy Ryan and Jose. It's your guys' turn again. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Money in the bank 2023 is in the books from the O2 Arena in London, England this past weekend and we saw a major storyline take a huge huge peak in the story. We had a tag team breakup that was kind of a shock. We saw two deserving superstars winning the Money in the Bank for both the men's and women's. Good job that it wasn't Logan Paul. And there's a lot of other fun stuff to get into. So let's get to it. The Money in the Bank reaction right now with Ryan and Jose. Good to see you guys again.
2: Hey, what's up? Good to see you guys.
0: All right, so let's get into it, guys. This new road to SummerSlam officially beginning and something to announce. And so you people are aware that on Saturday, August 5th at about 8 p.m. when SummerSlam starts, you can watch it with us. We are doing the next productive cast, a live stream of SummerSlam 2023, watching it together And it's going to be really exciting. So we're going to have Jose and Ryan for that. And hopefully get some other fun guests along the way. And it'll be a good time. So let us start this road to SummerSlam by first talking about Money in the Bank. And let us definitely talk about the biggest story from this past weekend. The Bloodline Civil War took place. It was your main event. The Usos versus Solo and Roman. And in the end, the Usos... Were the ones they defeated Roman and Solo? They win the Civil War, or I guess a major battle in the Civil War. And the big thing to come out of it was that Jey Uso pinned Roman Reigns clean Roman's first clean pin since December 2019. Tell me your initial thoughts about that, guys.
2: Boy, do I know how to pick them, huh? I mean, yeah. I I did predict the Usos. Uh, I even said I would love to see them pin Roman. I think that makes the most sense. Although I was a little less confident in that, I won't take too much credit on that. Uh, but I will say this: um, this, I mean, this was the end of the bloodline in terms of the bloodline civil war. That that's done. There's no more bloodline. I mean, who knows what Solo's gonna do um, in the in the coming weeks? He looked uh, pissed. I think I mean not as
0: pissed as Roman with that meme no. we have forever.
2: I mean it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be solo and Paul uh going together. I don't know what exactly that looks like. Um but and there might not be right away, but we're we're on the collision course now to Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns. Um I'm glad that Jay got this pin because this is this is the payoff for anyone who's you know hopeful that Jay Uso's going to finish his story that that happened at Money in the Bank he he and his brother you know proved that they're better together than apart and that they don't need Roman Reigns like that that's Jay's story he's a tag team wrestler the Usos are and this is not really something I'm willing to debate the greatest tag team in professional wrestling right now um, they might even be you know, I mean, they're, they're one of the all time greats, obviously, as well. But uh, right now, there's no question, um, certainly in WWE, probably in the world. Um, I know that depending on the show you watch, there's probably a couple names you could pull out as potentially topping the Usos, but not in WWE, that's for certain. So they told their story, they got their win. This was their huge moment, and Jay got to pin his cousin clean and that was important because it shows that Jay can beat Roman Reigns now with Jimmy by his side with the fans by his side he can win Uh, he's going to lose at SummerSlam Uh, he's not winning the title guys but I do think that this was an awesome moment I think that the match is going to be very good at SummerSlam Um, I mean without a doubt it's going to be it was I mean some of Roman's best matches of this entire run were his first matches with Jay so, I'm very
1: excited. Hmm. Um, I'm very complex on where they're going to go. I can see it's going to be Jay versus Roman, but I don't know about Solo and Paul Heyman, though. I mean, how would you get there
2: if, Roman, if we're expecting Roman Reigns? Oh, he'll just fade away. I don't think he'll attack Roman or anything. I don't think they'll do, like, a break. Keep
0: in mind Solo. the trial of Roman Reigns is this Friday on SmackDown
2: yeah and i mean they could walk away from him friday um i don't know i don't think they will i think they'll tease that a little longer uh and i don't think it's going to be like solo attacking roman or anything i think solo is going to walk away and then paul heyman as kind of a dig is going to see you know he's going to see where the writing is i mean the usos said it before this match Jay is not trying to run this family. He doesn't want to be the future tribal chief of the uh of the family. That's solo's right. deal. They you know, Jay said that to Solo. And so I think Paul Heyman could, you know, as like the, the last betrayal of Roman Reigns, he could watch Solo walk away and he could follow Solo and be like, I'm looking for a Paul Heyman guy who's going to give me the most opportunity for the longest amount of time. Roman's the sinking ship. Solo's the future tribal chief. I'm going with him. It doesn't have to be a, a long, drawn-out feud. It can just be Solo goes on his own. And, I mean, we've got the world's weakest United States champion on SmackDown. Solo could snatch that thing up literally Friday night in the next segment. They could solo walk away from Roman and become United States champion in literally the next segment, and nobody would bet an eye. Um, that would suck for LA Knight, but uh, that could very easily happen. And so I think that it'll be like, again, it'll be just a casual thing. It'll be a, a separation. Maybe down the line they'll pick it up. You know, They have to figure out how to keep Roman relevant to WrestleMania. So maybe a solo feud in between could be something they do when Roman – leaves after SummerSlam and then comes back in november or whatever but uh i do think that this is the end we watched the bloodline implode we're not gonna they're not gonna save it i don't think they're even going to attempt to save it uh if they're smart they'll end it f- you know Friday, but they may give it till SummerSlam and end it at SummerSlam for more dramatic effect. Even though, so even though Roman keeps his titles, he loses his family finally, and the entire bloodline is gone. I could see them doing something like that, um, but I think it'd be great. And I think everybody needs this. Uh, the Usos need to move on. Roman's going to go away, so it doesn't really matter what he needs. And Solo <laughs> needs to move on. Um, you know Solo's been doing great work as the silent enforcer, but that character is silent. And so uh he needs to make a a splash like he did on NXT. And I think that um going solo while Roman is gone is definitely the way to do that. (laughs) Solo pun intended.
0: Have the lone wolf story with Roman from now on. Is lonely being on the top.
2: Oh yeah exactly. He can he can run that. And his only real feud after this is with Cody. And mm-hmm. that's, that's ready-made. His Cody feud is, I beat you already. And Cody will be like, but not this time. You have no family. He'll be like, beat you oh. once, I can beat you again. Like You know what I mean? Like It's it's going to be, you know, that feud is already booked. They don't even have to worry about that. They just have to get there. As long as they can get Roman to the start of that feud, that feud is already locked and loaded, ready right to main event WrestleMania. So they're going to get him through Summer, let him go away for probably as long as he wants. Uh, and then... When Cody needs to get that title, Roman's going to show back up. <laughs> Do you not see Solo turning face? I mean, maybe. He, again, he's walking away from Roman, so he could turn face. Uh, I don't think they need him to turn face. I think we have a decent number of baby faces on SmackDown um, in the main event scene, like, or in the upper mid card scene. Obviously, the main, main event has nobody of, of anything, it has no one outside the bloodline in the main event scene. But, um, yeah, I think that they need just as many heels as faces on SmackDown to challenge for the U.S. title. And so I don't think he needs to turn, like, officially turn. Obviously, the Usos have turned. They are faces. They've been faces. Um, but I think the turn of L.A. Knight has probably made that less likely because, I mean, he was supposed to be, you know, a top kind of obnoxious heel. Um, but right now on SmackDown, you've got Austin Theory, but that's not working. Um Grayson mm-hmm. Waller, he's pretty untested. I, I happen to like Grayson Waller as an avid NXT yeah. fan. Uh, you know, I, I write and cover about NXT frequently, so I know his work. I'm very impressed with Waller, but most people don't know Grayson all that well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not a proven guy. We'll see how he does with Cena. So I could totally see Solo, you know, being the the monster bad guy to hold that US title and take on a couple of babyfaces for a while until someone can dethrone him and he can move on to the main event.
1: Yeah, I feel like the U.S. title, Austin, I mean, um, LA Knight's taking it. I, I do this. too.
2: I do too. I'm just, in general, I can see him st- sticking around that kind of area um, as, as, you know, the, the primary heel. And maybe, yeah, an LA Knight versus Solo Socolo. You have Knight and Paul Heyman on the microphone. That could be fun for a few months. Yeah, All I feel right. like
1: that's, that's the thing. I can't get rid of Like can't see Paul leaving Roman yet. Not until Mania. I just can't picture picture Roman Reigns turning face. The reason why Roman Reigns turned heel was because he joined Paul Heyman.
2: Listen, no. I I like to think that he turned heel and Paul Heyman joined him. I like to see them as two things that happen separately at the same time. Uh, Personally, I don't know if, like, I I never got the sense that Paul Heyman made Roman a bad guy. I got the idea that Roman turned bad and Paul Heyman saw an opportunity. I felt like Paul Heyman's always been that way. But I felt like
1: with the casual fans, you kind of emphasize that Roman is. is Yeah, this
2: was their way to show. Yeah, right, right, right. No, Roman's a bad guy. Look, he's with Paul Heyman. Um, But I don't think losing Paul Heyman needs to turn Roman's face. I think, obviously, Solo joining with Paul Heyman will keep solo as a heel. Paul Heyman is a heel character. Uh, and he, he as an accessory to a, a wrestler is makes them a right. heel almost by default. Well, CM right. punk was not a full on heel when he had Paul ball. Um, right. So it, it can be done, but uh, so, yeah, I think if, if he leaves solo, won't be turning, but I don't think Roman has to, I don't think it's solo leaving has to be a Roman turn. Uh, again, it could just be a team parting ways. I don't think it's going to be a violent, fight. Uh, at least not right away. I don't think it's going to be, you know, Roman tries to get Solo back. I think Solo leaves Roman, and Roman just says, uh, I don't need it's, you. You know what I mean? Like, that's, well, whatever. Right. Off. I don't need you.
1: I kind of feel like the trend is always... I feel like at, at SummerSlam Soko is going to leave Roman and protect Jay.
2: I mean, I could be. We, it could be a, a violent thing where he like physically hits Roman. I just, right, I don't know. Right. I, I wouldn't do it that way, and I don't necessarily know if WWE wants to do it that way because I kind of feel like because they kept teasing it. Well, Even they, they did. teased it like yeah. So I feel Absolutely.
1: like and the, and the fans are going to want it, oh, and yeah. that's why I kind of I kind of feel like that's where they're going. Fans go. wanted Cody too, so. They don't, they don't yeah, care that much about the fans. Sure, right. <laughs> they don't care that much
2: about what the fans want.
1: But they are giving Jay versus Roman now. Oh, yeah. And the fans really wanted that. So they do yeah. give a little. They just make you wait for it 10 times longer.
2: Yeah. Again, it could happen. I, I just, again, we're definitely, if it doesn't happen Friday, it's happening at SummerSlam. But the the bloodline is, for all intents and purposes, over. Right, right. I think that we learned that from uh, an awesome match at a... Uh, at uh money in the bank i mean everyone did well the fans were awesome for this the uh, if you hate roman stand up chant so mm-hmm. roman Reigns sat down was that was so fun uh it was all very funny
0: uh, <laughs> take your off shoe of this, off for roman was a lot of yeah people did. yeah
2: take your shoe off roman a bunch of people taking their shoes off it was the fans were up for wild for this and uh, english
0: people really are the most passionate fans when it comes to clearly anything
2: he, yeah, I mean, at least wrestling and it showed, but it was awesome. It was an awesome match, uh, awesome crowd reaction to Jay winning. Um, I, I, Even no, no, Roman
0: no. said, "I love you" to Jay. He didn't allegedly. Uh, <laughs> he
2: didn't.
0: You don't think he said that? No,
2: I watched that video two hundred times. I didn't see him. Do what about any you, Jose? You think he? You
0: you read those lips, or someone yeah, just I made can, that up? I mean,
2: I can picture
1: him saying that.
2: I mean, yeah, I, mean, I could picture it too, but he it wasn't caught on camera. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, he was. You
1: too. I, I mean, I can't see him. He was moving his lips, but I mean, I can't picture out. I love you, someone. You know, yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah like I, I, don't know what he said, but he did move
2: his lips. But someone's editorializing, he could, <laughs> right? He could have just said, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah." Someone's editorializing, yeah. which is fine, but it
1: doesn't doesn't mean. Yeah, it. And, and they're just click clickbaiting. Everybody, yeah. just look at it. Yeah.
0: Well, it worked. I was getting a lot of emotional <laughs> yeah, videos. There. For it, yeah. Oh, everybody's posting it. Yeah. Let's talk about the men's money in the bank. Oh, Ryan, yes. you hit it again. Your pick for Damian Priest won. L.A. Knight didn't win. Stupid. Did Logan Paul <laughs> not winning. Very good. Um, but all is in all, L.A. Knight. It, is L.A. Knight not winning?
1: Stupid though. No, no right it's,
0: it's fair. It's a it is a fair right call, I will say. But now for the sake him. of fantasy, I wanted La Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I understand it's the right move. But you were saying, Jose?
1: I felt like now you want either you're, you're now I kind of you kind of know with La Nate. Now there's like two like it's he's split in half. Now you got two people that really want to push him to the moon, like want it now. Which I totally mm-hmm. get because I'm kind of on that boat. And now you're just seeing a whole other side of hate where everybody's mm. just considering a freaking rock uh, stone cold ripoff.
0: Which yeah, you could see. Blatantly- fuck Kevin Nash for those comments.
1: But yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you blatantly see it on Twitter and everything. It's like you either hating on him. says like, he's just copying a gimmick or you're like, fuck this. Yo, he's my guy. And I want him to win. So
0: yeah, I- I- go ahead. All I was saying, you know, so they consider just somebody who does in-your-throat promos as the rock and stone cold, which, sure, I guess you can, can, if you really deep dive into that, that's anybody. And I guess this is going to be a lame excuse, but, you know, there's all these great WWE wrestlers who have borrowed – you know, gimmicks from other wrestlers. And obviously, like the Hulk Hogan admitting that he just stole his shtick from Billy Graham. And I believe Ric Flair did as well. That they stole their shtick. I mean, it just depends on, you know, how you're feeling the morning on Twitter. And now maybe Threads uh, making that type of comment. I don't think that's a reason to hate L.A. Knight. I think L.A. Knight's holding his own, being him. And just if you want to say somebody is, you know, just a killer on the mic, And um, insulting people to their face as the rock and stone cold. Well, you have to say that about CM Punk. You have to say that about John Cena as well. You have to say about Paul, Paul Heyman. So um, Kevin Nash needs to do what he needs to, to stay relevant in the spotlight. And he pulled it off and enjoy your couple of days of relevancy in wrestling Twitter.
2: Okay. Like six things. Number one. Logan Paul should win a singles title Potentially the WWE title sooner rather than later You can check out that entire article At RPP95 Posted by Daily DDT Check it out, give it a like Retweet, tell me how stupid I am You wouldn't be the first person um, We'll get into that in a different episode though I won't focus too much on Logan Paul Because he didn't win this match Although I think he did very well in the role he was asked to play uh, He also took a very scary move And with the help of Ricochet Made it look okay Um <laughs> The Kevin Nash thing. Uh, I think we should probably pump the brakes on hating Kevin Nash. Um, Kevin Nash, by and large, when it comes to the old timers, is one of the better ones <laughs> on Twitter and beyond. Um, he, he seems far more connected with modern wrestling fans than, you know, say a Jim Cornette or really any of those, again, old time promoters, etc. cetera. Um, so I won't completely trash what Kevin Ash said, also partly because it's a little true. But uh, as Ellen I would say, let me talk to you. Stone Cold's gimmick was kind of just a catchphrase, and The Rock was kind of just a collection of catchphrases. Like, how would you describe The Rock's gimmick? Rude person with catchphrases is probably the best. Uh, and we, I mean, how old? I mean, I know how old Matt is. Jose, how old are you? 39. Roughly thirty nine okay so you were actually around a little bit in the attitude era um mm-hmm. so you may have a little bit more nostalgia attacks attached to rock and stone cold and that's totally fine but as someone mm-hmm. who's who watched pat after them i didn't start watching wrestling until after that i'm not um, i'm younger than you are um mm-hmm. looking at it from a fresh perspective not having grown up idolizing the rock or stone cold uh in my wrestling his gimmick is rude guy who has catchphrases and stone cold's gimmick is like i don't know kind of beer drinking redneck i wouldn't use either of those two things necessarily to describe la Knight. and even if i did describe la night as rude guy with catchphrases that's such a generic gimmick that you couldn't possibly tag someone for infringing upon it like it's the same as people playing the weasel heel like there's mm-hmm. every promotion has like 16 arrogant heels Like, that's just one of those characters that exists. Every promotion's got a rich guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's just something that everybody has. And everyone does it a little bit differently. And so if, yes, he is right. LA Knight's gimmick is kind of just, he's this brash talker who insults people. And that is pretty much what you would describe The Rock as. Like, there's no other way to describe The Rock gimmick. But he's not saying the same thing as The Rock's rock said like he's not using any of the rocks actual mannerisms or catchphrases he's got all of his own stuff he's just mm-hmm. being mean to people like the rock did so like being mean is not a gimmick you can infringe upon in my opinion It, it, i mean it's different like if he showed up and doing the clown makeup to so call himself you know Zoink the clown. Yeah, that's do you you smell
0: what the rock is cooking? Do you hear what L.A. Knight is saying? Yeah, like, yeah,
2: if you can, you taste what L.A. Knight prepared? Like, yeah, (laughs) If
0: he
2: started doing stuff like that. Then sure, (laughs) that would be horrible. (laughs) But he's not doing anything like that. I mean, my name is Cold
0: Stone, Steve Austin
2: again. Yeah. And what I guess. That there's similarities, sure, but they're different. Like the yeah chant is different than the what chant. Uh, I mean, I, this all stems from that promo he did, where he told Logan to take the map he made, and shove it up his ass. Um, that was part of a promo he did, and The Rock used to do a, a recurring bit about you know twisted sideways and shove it straight right. up a candy ass, right? And that's where this is stemming from. But right before that, he had this like all time line with the baseball, uh, the basketball cleats, and that wasn't a Rock line. It, it's just. Uh, it's so silly to nitpick like that. And I do think that that's the silly part of it. So I get where Kevin Nash is coming from, that there's obviously he's borrowing from the rock very heavily. And I do think that some of the people online who are like, this is incredible are, are missing, you know, the forest for the trees. We have seen this gimmick before, but we've also seen this gimmick fail before. Uh, You know what I mean? The rocks for as simple as that gimmick is, mean guy with cool catchphrases, it's kind of hard to pull off. We haven't had a lot of people do it very well. So the fact that LA Knight has been able to do it is on its own impressive. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I think that while I, 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 I hear and actually in a way see the criticism that Kevin Nash is thrown out, I don't think it matters that he's doing the Rock's shtick because the rock shtick is very, very, you know – wide and very very general so there's a lot of room for interpretation there and also he's doing it well so who cares the fans love it and that's really the only thing that matters uh uh you know what i mean so i don't know
0: that's right that's where exactly. i on that. so um but continuing back to the Money in the Bank match itself, so Damian Priest is the one to take the belts. Um, against the match, like I said, the match I think was just a bit underwhelming. I thought, um, the like women's it. was much better, it was fine. I'd give it a six out of ten, some cool spots, mm-hmm. some okay spots. But Damian Priest is ultimately the one, and now let us put our thinking caps. And now that L that. Damien Priest is holding that briefcase. And the next match we'll talk about is a world heavyweight match. And in his role there, what do we see now that Damien Priest is holding that belt? What would you do if you're him?
2: Or so, what would I do if I was him, like actually, like in kayfabe, Or what do I think they're going to do?
0: Basically, what do you think they're going to do? But yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to play the character, <laughs> what you would you do? I mean, obviously, that, if, but...
2: if you're Damian Priest, you wait until whoever's champion is weakest, be it Finn Balor or Seth Rollins, and you cash in on them. Uh, I think WWE is going to go with this. You know, granted, I was wrong almost as much as I was right during the show. But my my thing has been, you know, Occam's Razor: the simplest is the truest. Uh, that's a rough translation, but um. Hmm. I think that they're going to have him cash in on Finn Balor. Finn Balor is going to win the title finally, and Damian Priest is going to cash in. Finn Balor turns face. Judgment Day does its you know goes its separate ways with Ray and Dom moving away, Priest being champion, Finn being the challenger, Seth being pissed off. Um, that just makes the most sense. It's the easiest story to tell. They've been showing the aggression in Finn Balor and Damian Priest relationship for a few weeks now. It's only gotten worse since Money in the Bank. I would love for that to not be the case. I'd love for them to go the other way. I would love for him to cash in on Seth after Seth beats Finn again. Uh, unfortunately, this means Seth's going to have to lose the title suit, um, But I think he'll get it back, so it's not a huge deal. Um, and then Finn attacks Priest jealous that his friend was able to you know take his hard work and cash in on it whereas Finn's been waiting seven years and still couldn't get the job done I think Finn heel Finn is better than face Finn for WWE they, they know how to book him better as a heel um and so I think that it would work much better if he was went from challenging Seth for the title to challenging Priest for the title um that would that's just my personal opinion uh, I don't think they will do that but if I was in charge. If I was booking you know what's gonna happen next, I think that's a more compelling character arc for both men. Priest thinking he was, you know, doing the right thing, cashing in on Seth, not on Finn. Like, you know, his his boy couldn't get the job done, no disrespect. So he came in and he got it done. He won the title for the judgment day. And then Finn, you know, lets that jealousy kind of sear into his mind. And he loses it on you know his teammate and destroys the Judgment Day. Um, that would be how I would do that um, personally, and hopefully they do it that way. But I think it's probably going to be Finn wins at Summerslam where he won the title the first time. Uh, big celebration, finally after all these years, gets his win back on Seth, or gets his win on Seth and Priest cashes it on him. That's probably what's going to happen. Okay.
1: Honestly, you want to know what I think? I think Finn's gonna cost Damian Priest
2: the cashin. You really? They're gonna do another cashin? I,
0: like, I like that better because Damian, it adds a little spark and it makes Finn's character grow some more development from that.
1: He's gonna. If, I totally, totally. I Damien I love Damian Priest, but he's not old enough to hold that title. And if he is, you I mean compared to who? Brock Lesnar? You're gonna think Brock Lesnar will be him. You think Seth Rollins in a rematch clean? You think Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes? You think Cody Rhodes? He's not over enough to where you can make the people believe that Damian Priest can win clean. So what I can see is I can see Damian Price cashing in and Finn Finn bad causes him. He's out of Judgment Day. I don't think they're gonna disband Judgment Day at all. They're just gonna hear just, the Priest. The Priest will turn good. I can see him build them up slowly, get him up and get him up in the ranks, and then he might win it finally get like a one-on-one and you can believe he can get it. I just can't see him cashing in and winning it on anybody. I can see them. They're going all in on Dan- on Finn Balor turning heel. Like he will be the number one heel.
0: Yeah, I, it seems to be. I like that one one, a yeah. lot. Yeah.
1: So I can totally see Dan Priest coming in thinking fucking what's his name? Let's just use the example. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, uh, the, it looks like it's going to be a triple threat. They're, they're aiming a triple threat with Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins wins, barely wins the triple threat. Damian Priest comes in to cash in. And there's right there when you think, right when he hits the freaking move, like his finisher on Seth Rollins, there's uh, Finn Balor betrays him right at the end. Everybody's like, what the hell, right at the end. I, mean, I can totally see that. Right. And then, and they can just replace him because like they saying, everybody's saying, what's the name? is going to join. And you can build him up. Yeah, Yeah, McDonough. You add him into the mix and put him in the story where it's supposed to be Finn versus Priest one-on-one. McDonough comes in and you just now establish him on the main roster, uh, upper tier. You just establish Damon Priest as a a full-fledged number three baby face. And you can move on from there. And you kind of level up everybody. I just... Personally, can't see Damian Priest being world champion at all. It just is not believable.
2: Not yet, anyway. I mean, that's totally – I think that's totally fair. My argument, I think, would be against that, other than I don't think they should keep failing cash-ins. It just makes the Money in the Bank briefcase less important. Um, The more times you lose a cash-in, the more times it becomes less worth it to be Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, But also, I mean, let's just be honest. The title on Raw is a joke. I mean, Seth's a phenomenal wrestler, so no disrespect to Seth Rollins. He and Finn Balor were about to talk about it, had a really good match for that title. Um, But that's, I mean, that title's about as important as the old replica heavyweight title I used to have on my trampoline. It means nothing. They just handed it to Seth Rollins, essentially. Um, So if you're going to hand an untested guy... A title to run with for a few months to see what what could happen. That's the one to do it with. This new world heavyweight title. It, it's not established. It does. Seth's not even like Seth's a world champion class athlete and on their roster. That's not even negotiable. But he doesn't feel really any more important than he felt before he won that tournament, despite being the champion. Um, I, in my opinion, I, so I think that priest could all that. And you know what, if it's an, a failed experiment, it's a failed experiment, but he's going to have a win over Finn. Uh, that gives, hopefully gives him some momentum. I think that this is, I think that this is the right time. I think that Seth, I get why they gave it to Seth first. He's instantly credible, makes the title instantly credible. But I think that, you know, Roman Reigns is instantly credible. We've had the credible champion. If we wanted, if we were just worried about who was the most real champion, then we wouldn't have made a second title. I think this title is supposed to be here to give guys in because WWE's upper mid card is packed right now. Do you and think so, Do you do you really think that? I do. I, I think, think that this title was for that. It was for guys like Priest or Knight or to uh, Reed. Would you would you like to know what, what I think? Sure. I think they're going it's
1: network contract season. And Roman Reigns <laughs> ain't gonna be in both networks. Can't be. You also got and Correct. So now Roman Reigns is not Raw at all anymore. So now you're in contract, network contracts right now. You're not putting Damian Priest that's not n- known to be the number one man to be your valuable champion while you're trying to negotiate deals. Uh, putting Seth Rollins. Case.
2: Well, if that's the case, then you got the only options to give Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, or Brock Lesnar
1: will be champ- those three will be champion if, if we're Until, going
2: purely off of that then it's Brock or Cody I mean you've and... got to you you have to it's not a coincidence
1: that all of a sudden now we got a champion wait I'm on my final deal my network deal and now I'm renegotiating now and all of a sudden it pop up a new championship you, you're trying to establish it and especially the USA Fox is trying to stay with SmackDown USA is trying to play hardball now
2: yeah I don't think I mean there's a world where they go to Disney for both um I, yeah, I but mean, I mean, That seems to be the trend, actually. Fox will get everything. Disney Plus will get WWE. Peacock just loses all of it. But I, I, I don't think that. I think. I mean, you might be right. And honestly, if somehow Seth gets inserted into this Brock Lesnar-Cody rematch that we're getting, then I'll, totally agree with, I'll agree with you. One hundred. If that becomes a triple threat match, then you're 100% right. They'll probably do exactly what you said. Um, because that means they're going to put the title on Brock Lesnar to be like, look at what we got for you please keep (laughs) And if they do that, that will be nonsense because this entitles entire existence is supposed to be as a working, a working title. So I'm taking WWE at their word. They've done, they've done really well thus far in the triple H era of telling fans what to expect and then delivering on that promise. WWE told me like six times in a row, right after Cody Rhodes lost in the dumbest booking decision in WrestleMania history, one of, I'll say one of.
0: No, I that, think the dumbest because look at the situation we're in because of.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, and I I don't want to say the because I'm sure someone could be like, oh, actually, one time, you know, Stan Van Houston, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't want to get into that. But one of, clearly one of. Um, and they told me that this new title was the workers' title. This one was going to be defended all the time. This one was meant to showcase the top talent, the people who are there, who are putting in the work. No one, and I actually do mean. This for against LA Knight as well. This is just facts. He got over massively on the microphone. No one has put in more work in the ring than Damian Priest so far. I mean, he's had standout after standout performance, and they've made him lose all these performances because he can take it, because he can look good in a loss. And so I think that they're going to reward him. I think they're going to reward him with the win. Um, I mean, they obviously did, made him Mr. Money at the Bank. Uh, and I, I think they're going to give him the title. I don't think it'll necessarily be a long reign, but I, I I, don't know. I think that they've got Cody, they've got Brock, they've got Seth. They have all these people on this show. Uh, I don't know if one of them holding, you know, the toy championship, because as of right now, it's still a toy championship.
0: I mean, you're, to- you're gonna
2: totally giving totally me uh, Ginger Mahal vibes with
1: David Priest. That's totally Ginger Mahal. Oh, oh,
0: you know Mahal. what I say there. Oh, you know Mahal. how I feel Hold about on. Ginger Mahal. Two,
2: th- two, th- two things. Number one, not even close. Damien <laughs> Priest has absolutely put in so much more work than Ginger Mahal. It's not even close. I, I, well, I'm going to say, my, I'm gonna say I, something to get us in trouble. Bad Bunny has gotten a lot of props for Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny is not out there by himself. Twice now, twice now. Damian Priest has gone out there and helped Bad Bunny look like a gazillion dollars. That is not easy to do. Ask Ricochet how hard it is to take someone who's not quite ready for the WWE ring and make them a showcase match. Ricochet had ah. to bust his whole head through a table to get Logan Paul to where he needed to be on the same shows. I think Damian Priest has put in more than enough work to get way past the gender mohawk comparison. That's number one. Number two, and I've said this to Matt recently, look back... Throughout WWE history, there's been some big names who held that world title, and they sucked. Kevin Nash, being one of them, as Diesel, held that thing for a year. Not a single good match. That entire year was in 1992 or something. Not a single good match that entire 94. year. 94. with Diesel as champion. Not a single good match. And, it, and he's not the only one. Batista who is good at wrestling, has had some stinker world title reigns uh, with the WWE Championship in particular. Ginger Mahal is not the worst WWE Champion that we've ever had. It was a shock that he won, and it was rushed that he won. That's all true. I won't take that away. But the presentation post-win was the classic, you know, weasel heel. He had his Bollywood boys running interference, the same brothers doing their deal. And he would run away like a coward. And then he had to finally get in the ring. Now they've ran the shtick a little too long. But what I,
1: what I meant by Ginger Mahal vibes is that if you put the title, when Ginger Mahal had the title, you never believe, you always believed that he was going to just lose. Like, were you always going to go and again? Then he never ran, did. ran it because he cheated. He was a better yeah. heel. Got you. There's no way in hell if Damian Priest wins that title, he's not going to win it as a heel. He's going to win it as a face. He's going to leave Judgment. You
2: could there. cash in on his boy, and that would make him a heel, wouldn't it? No, because everybody hates Finn Balor. You want everybody wants people Damian people Priest to win. People loved Finn Balor first. Who do you
1: hate? Who who do you hate more right now? As a heel, who's more heelish? Finn Balor or Damian Priest? Because Monday night, they there you can really see the ties is turning on Damian turning a face.
2: No, I agree with you. I think they want him to be the face. I'm just saying that they don't need him to be the face. People loved Finn Balor. Finn Balor was over. If he puts even a little bit of that face paint back on, he gets that song back. There's not a world where the fans yeah. don't cheer Finn Balor. Well, he did at WrestleMania. They still, I mean, they still booed the shit out of him. Well, he's supposed to. It was he was the heel against Edge. I'm saying if he if they turn him heel a uh, face against Damian Priest, they can absolutely convince the fans to cheer for Finn Balor over Damian Priest. As you pointed out, Damian Priest is a new guy. He's no Edge. No one's gonna cheer you over Edge. <laughs> I wouldn't cheer anyone over Edge. I wouldn't cheer my own mother over Edge. Edge <laughs> is one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, there's tons of Edge heads, and we who knows how many matches Edge has got left. So I don't I don't think we can compare Finn got booed against Edge versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I don't, but I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not top three heels right. Oh, actually, no, I disagree. I think he is one of the top three heels on their show right now. Um genuinely. I Finn, mean it's Finn Balor. pleasant. No, Damian Priest. Oh, d- Brian really? Lesnar, Finn Balor. Who's after Finn Balor? It's Damian Priest. He's oh, the next deal in line. Dominic. Oh, come on.
0: I think you're Dom's in- number one. Uh, Dom you're going to tell one. me that Dom... Dom that-
2: number one. They don't let so, him speak, so, right? No, so you're <laughs> saying that Dominic Mysterio should be world champion before Damian Priest. No, I'm not saying world champion. Top three heels? That's what Dom we're talking about. Okay, well, as world champion, you got point, but top three... Heels in general, Dom's number one. Sure, fine. Let me rephrase that. When you run through the call order of the main event heels, the people who are gonna be in the main event segment who are challenging for the world titles are in the main angles. Right now, you basically got wow. three options. Two options because Finn and Judge and Finn and Priest are both judgment day. You're either feuding with Brock Lesnar or you're feuding with Judgment Day. It's the reason why Cody's feuding with Brock and Seth is feuding with Judgment Day, because there is no one else. And in fairness, Dom is part of that Judgment Day heel. Uh, faction. Like Judgment Day and Brock Lesnar are the only are the two see, heels I, I put, on the show. I, I put da- uh Damien Priest four.
1: Gunther's the Gunther's up there. No, There's no way. I, I, I love Gunther. Oh, I don't see it. Come on. Gunther gets easy winning that world title. Everybody can believe that. Gunther's yeah, well, only because
2: that. only because Gunther's gotta wait till he be Talking Tonk. After that, fine. But I'm not I mean right now he's on Gunther is locked in. So I can't we can't worry about that until Gunther's unlocked. Once he loses that title, then that's a different conversation because he's got Imperium, he's super over, he's awesome in the ring. I, I'm not actually critiquing Gunther as a choice. I'm just saying because we know WWE, we know right. that they got away to Honky Tonk's done. You know what I mean? So, like, right. well, yes, Gunther's got a f- multiple world titles in his future. I'm not at all critiquing that. I'm just saying that yeah. right now he's stuck as uh IC title holder yeah. until the, he passes Honky Tonk Man and Randy right. Savage. So um, I, I really do think that because of that, because – Gunther has to be in the mid because of his championship. If you're looking for a main event match, like who are the people who are going to fight Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins every week? And it is Damian Priest, Finn Balor, or Brock Lesnar. Those are the people involved in those segments, 100%. Dom being an honorable mention as a part of... i Day. being even if Gunther
1: st- is the Intercontinental Champion, I can totally see once Seth Rollins is done with Judgment Day, Gunther's coming in,
2: even with the Intercontinental uh, yeah. title. It's possible. Uh, I don't. I hope they don't because I would like to see him win his first world title feud, and he won't win the title feud as intercontinental champion. So I would love to not have him get pinned, um, but they might do it again. They don't have that many people, so they. I mean, as
1: you can tell as soon as Drew McIntyre takes that title away.
2: Yeah, well, and it, I think I that's why stay, he's back. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Drew's going to take it from him once, just, as, like, as soon as it's possible, it's, 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 and then Gunther moves up. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, but they just don't – they're not there yet right, right now with Gunther because right. of their own plans. Um right. And so I do think that Damien Priest is – again, maybe I'm just higher on Damien Priest. Right? I'm the only one who picked him to win this match on our group, so that's entirely possible too. Mm-hmm. But uh, – whether it's my own just Damian priest fandom or me trying to read the tea leaves. I, I think that he is more than ready to take a run with this title in particular. And I think that they can tell some interesting stories between the top of the card, you know, between judgment day and between Seth Rollins with Damian holding that title for a bit. So I would not at all discount Damian priest winning that championship from Seth or Finn, at SummerSlam, um, I think that he's going to have a far lengthier, uh, a far uh, rather, I think EO's going to have a far lengthier run as Miss Money in the Bank than he is. I think they're going to get that off of him quickly, regardless.
0: Any other final thoughts regarding this, or also with uh, the, with uh, Seth and Finn? Battling pretty much all the points were hit in that, yeah. so it's a good combined segment there. But anything regarding those? Match itself, we're I think, was fine. The, the uh world heavyweight one. And uh, uh yeah, Damien Priest.
1: I tell you this right now, Ricochet is fighting Logan Paul at uh, SummerSlam so oh, this, yeah. this is Ricochet got one <laughs> shot to get him out of the get him out of where he's at now. And if he <laughs> blows this one. You might as well get ready to sign your AEW contract because he's <laughs> done after this if he messed up this one. He got one he, shot. You
0: think
1: he could pull it off? It yeah, he can. I mean, you ever seen the Underground how nasty he was? If he can yeah. pull that off. The problem is if he can, Logan Paul can keep up and don't try to do stupid shit like they did at the last. Like, even though it was Logan Paul fault. And... Uh, it's doable. If anybody can do it, it, is Ricochet. He, I see him live. He's amazing. If you let him, give him a chance to do it. I think Logan Paul come. put the trust in him. Right. Oh, yeah. I think it's doable, but it there's a it's a lot. It's like a world title shot because if he can pull this shot, pull this off, he's gonna he's gonna get up there. He's gonna be in the upper tier mid cards. He's gonna be up
2: there. Like I said about Damian Priest not moments ago, he got (laughs) so many flowers for what he did with Bad Bunny, and Ricochet is going to do the same thing with Logan Paul, and he has the benefit of Logan Paul being legitimate, like talented, a legitimately talented athlete. They have, for now, over a for a little under a year, set up Ricochet as like Logan Paul's like whatever it's like nemesis stunt double. Uh, yeah, because they had it in the dope. Rumble too like, uh, they, those, These two have been like Kind of linked for a little while now And now they're doing this match I think that, I don't know who's going to win it It could be Logan Paul, because he's lost In fairness, Logan Paul has lost Every single match he's been in since last SummerSlam Oh, Logan Paul's is definitely going to come over Yeah, so just, yeah, just to be clear, Logan Paul's going to beat Ricochet But I think he's going to put on A very, very good match oh, right. With Ricochet, and I think that the people in a
0: backstage,
2: yeah. The people I mean, backstage are going to notice that, and I think Ricochet is going to find himself in a much better position post Logan right. Paul than he finds himself in pre Logan. And you th- and you think about it, like freaking uh, Logan Paul is putting
1: Ricochet over on his podcast right now. Millions of people mm-hmm. listen to his podcast, and he's getting so like
2: Logan, over. Right yeah, now. Logan Paul has done plenty for Ricochet, and Ricochet right. to help Logan Paul massively. Correct for in that match and logan paul's good logan paul is a good wrestler he's a phenomenal athlete i think that's going to be a good match uh he can he can totally be put in that kofi kingston spot oh yeah if I mean, you kofi can build him up, with the you, title after
1: that that's why that's Actually, what i'm saying 20 years down like, the line but he did like, do it but, yeah but you could slowly if he does really great you can slowly build him, like a slow build to him mm-hmm. like anything is possible for ricochet
2: I think so, too. And Prince Boomer was a, an awesome character. Lucha Underground, right. my yeah. favorite wrestling promotion of all time. I will say, to answer Matt's question before we move on, uh, Finn Balor has been putting in awesome work. Uh, I think that we, we a lot of that was missed in our conversation. We won't have time to really cover it, but Finn Balor has been doing great. I said this on the last podcast, and I do mean it. If this was a month removed, if the first match was SummerSlam, if they had found something else for Seth to do, at money in the bank and everything that finn was doing now he started doing you know this this week i could totally have seen him beating seth he's been doing so good his self-righteous heel but it like you feel it because it kind of makes sense uh i i think he's been phenomenal and i think that finn like you said outside of brock lesnar is the top heel on raw um and i would love to see that continue um, again with a jealousy angle and let him be that number one heel because he's killing it right now uh, as the heel on Raw.
0: Hey, I think it's his time and I hope um, I really hope Jose's prediction comes true that he is the one to take it as a heel. And as I mentioned with my LA Knight argument, it's time to get some more legitimate stars here. And you clearly have the talent for it. And whether it's not only LA Knight or a ricochet, um, you know, the list, Gunther, the list is there. It's time to make more legitimate stars than the ones that, you know, have been there for a long time. And these are some good opportunities to do it. So with that and talking about one more Judgment Day related thing, and then we uh, will go on to some other stuff with Cody Rhodes defeating Dominic Mysterio by pinfall beats him clean. It's about an eight minute match crowd goes crazy for cody dominic man it must be really tough to be dom like seriously they legitimately don't like him i mean (laughs) i mean those type of boos just to speak and legitimately getting in the way of of his promos that he needs to do to move the story along and then well yeah when you see a match like that where dom plays probably the biggest chicken heel ever like now, all I watched for eight minutes was Dominic running away from Cody, like Jerry awesome. running away from Tom. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm good. That match was, should only be like five minutes instead of eight minutes. Nah, it's fine. It was man. fine.
2: It was a pay-per-view match.
0: But like, yeah, that's somebody. I, I understand the he's just annoying, but he's playing the annoying guy really well. And uh, we'll have that grasp, mm-hmm. I guess, with uh, his mommy. But what what else do we think about this where Cody did his match to get his money in the bank paycheck? We obviously know it's going to continue with Brock, but regarding this match itself, what did you think?
2: I overthought it. I overthought it a little bit. There are some unconfirmed reports that Brock was originally scheduled to run in during this match, and then they decided mm-hmm. between Drew and Cena that they could just save Brock for Raw, which is what happened. Well, um, not really, but I overthought it and that's okay. I am much happier that Cody won instead of having, I mean, I think Dom going on about how he pinned Cody Rhodes would be very funny uh, for like ever. (laughs) I think that would be hysterical, but um, I think Dominic's going to move on to a more manager role. I think, you know, Rhea has been kind of his valet for lack of a better term for a few months now. Uh, And so he's going to be the kind of her manager Going to SummerSlam and beyond, she's going to get some real challengers soon, and he's going to be part of her story. They're they're connected, and she's definitely the star. So uh, he got his moments. He helped Cody get his paycheck, like you said. And now he's going to go ahead and just be obnoxious on the microphone and let Mommy do the talking, or in the ring, rather. Uh, so he'll do the talking and let Mommy do the fighting. Uh, for a couple of months, because did I say they one th- thing should? Oh split no no, keep
0: going. Up. Finish your thought. But I was saying they should not split those two
2: up. If Judgment Day implodes, that's fine. Whatever, those two need to stay together for at least another year. it it's it's helping both of them massively.
0: <sighs> this is so random, but and this is should have been brought up. A long time ago but out of all the names you could come up with a heel you really named it judgment day after what used to be a long time b-level pay-per-view what is a movie
2: that's edge that's edges fault don't
0: blame it don't blame them oh edges writers Ed- fault. come on Ed- out of Ed- any of Ed- the things you could have thought of i just wanted to say that um jose <laughs> this match
1: Honestly, I just can't wait for uh, Drew McIntyre to win the Intercontinental title so uh, Dominic can take it for home, uh, Because <laughs> <laughs> you so know it's going to happen. Think of it, all the past. Think of all the past. Santino, Beth Phoenix. Santino won the title. Then uh-huh. Eddie and China, Eddie won. The, like Those storylines always had the other man with the title. But I can so see Chicken Hill Bullcrap. He's gonna win a title, and I can so see it. it's gonna be against someone that's overmatched, like overpowers him, and somehow he pulls it off, and that's just gonna shoot him up all the way to the top. They're gonna ride this ride this out, and it'd be so perfect if it was Dominic versus Drew for the title, and Dominic. Other than Drew, might quit. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think I think I think you're, if he's gonna if you're gonna see, here's my thing. <laughs> you have Gunther. That's so over, and we already know we're predicting either uh, Drew is going to take Gunther's title. You're not going to put that. You're not doing that unless he signs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And he's going to want to get off the internet in their title eventually. True. So you're going to yeah. put Dominic over, and you're going to get your comeuppance in some type of way, whatever. Mm. But and eventually get your get your. Get back into the title hunt right after. Oh, yeah. He's not going to. So it it just makes sense that Drew takes the title. So Walter can move on to the heavyweight title because that's where he's eventually going to go. And then Drew can put over Dominic and then he can get up there and then you can start four way feuds or whatever Hmm. and move up that way and still have Dominic stay in the upper mid, be like one of your top heels and still be in the top mid card section and start building, putting over other. A uh, babyface yeah. Nick
2: card, so I can totally see that. And, and oh, I happen. think you're probably right. I think you're probably right.
0: I like if that not well. Drew,
2: someone like Drew.
0: Right, right. Oh. Maybe Roman <laughs> and destroy <laughs> the destroy the whole rest of the community with that Very one. Great. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. There, of course. Um, so the women's Money in the Bank took place. Awesome ending. Io Sky's <laughs> the winner. Glad it wasn't Becky. Glad it wasn't uh, anybody else. But Io Sky is on a great path to greatness. So good stuff, for Io Sky. What do we think about this match? And uh, when is Io Sky going to uh, beat up on Bailey and uh, start cashing some in at the some. right time? And what's, um, what's with all the Becky? Hey, hold on. We're just gonna skip past the I'm Becky Lynch. I'm not hey? I just didn't want her to win. And as I mentioned, I just didn't this, is, this is my thing. He did what? pick her, yeah. You did pick her. Wait, did I pick her? I picked her. I I, it, no, no, I you? picked her. No, I picked her to win because I thought that they were just gonna.
1: Why the hell you, her you to win?
0: I didn't want her to win. That was more of the head versus heart type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I did pick her to win, but I didn't want her to win. Um, uh, I also. This is my thing about just creating new superstars. Like I love, of course, the people who've earned it, but just you know it's somebody else's turn and this isn't a great example of that and um with io sky now what having the second longest money in the bank women's money in the bank reign mm-hmm.
2: yeah so for five days she just um, didn't catch
0: it. there's a lot of cool things that can um lead to that but before we get into that the match itself what would you think
2: dude london loves bailey made me wish i had picked bailey made me wish bailey had won they sang to her the whole match it's so fun um but i think the match was good i mean it was really good trish stratus in her first ever ladder match that's awesome um she didn't she didn't she only fell off the ladder once but that's okay she's she's old compared to the other wrestlers um Nobody looked bad in this match. Like nobody. Even you know, Zelina had all her stuff. Like Zelina looked awesome. Zoe Stark looked like a you know, a strong enforcer. Trish looked great. Becky looked great. The All of the damage girls. So I think this match definitely was cleaner in some ways. Not in other ways. I mean, women's ladder matches have a complex history. But um, I think this match definitely was more entertaining in my mind than the men's. And everyone looked good in this match. Everyone looked okay in the men's too. But uh, everyone looked really good in this match. Um, and so I think that that helped it a lot. Helped make EO feel uh, like more of a... I, I think it made her her win feel better because I'll be honest, everything that you said about Damien Priest, I had a little bit of that with, with EO. She's super phenomenally talented, but she does sometimes feel lost behind Bailey uh, as opposed to Judgment Day, where they feel a little bit more equal parts. Wow. Uh, Finn, mm-hmm. Priest, Dom, and Rhea. I think damage control is very clearly Bailey. And then under Bailey, uh, like you know what I mean. So I think that there was definitely it almost have been like if Zoe Stark had won, where it's very clearly Trish then Zoe. Like it could get tricky, but because everyone did so well, I think it's kind of easy to ignore that. Be like you know, like, everyone did awesome. Um, it'd be cool to see what happens. I think they're clearly trying to get us to Asuka versus EO. Um, that's do you think so? That's what I mean. The fans have been clamoring for it. Um, I don't think she's cashing in at SummerSlam. Uh, I think that they're going to do like a triple threat with Bianca, Charlotte, and Asuka at SummerSlam. But I could see Asuka winning that match and then EO coming out. Uh, I don't know how Bayley figures into all that if they just go right into it. Other than, I guess, Bailey doing what I said Finn was going to do uh,
0: getting, <laughs> getting,
2: getting, getting jealous of EO's success and attacking her. That's I definitely happened. Would love to see them find a way to get bailey back to being a face it's been a long time hearing london cheer for bailey repeatedly over and over again made me miss old bailey where we could just cheer for bailey and like bailey and have it not be weird so i would love 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 (laughs) for them to figure out how to keep eo as the heel and make bailey the face when damage control splits up but i don't that's much harder to do and much more complicated and it's probably not as good television so I think they'll probably do what I'm saying they're gonna do for Finn um by making you know having Finn cash in or having Finn attack his buddy after the cash in is successful with Bailey and that means they're probably gonna have like I said at the beginning priest cash in on Finn um because those stories are too similar they have to differentiate them somehow so in one case the money in the bank is going to cash in on the not money in the bank person in the group and in the other one the person who didn't win money in the bank is going to attack the person after successful cash in uh so you pick which one you want to do which i know which one i'd prefer but i think that that's probably what they're going to do is oscar versus eo um and then they'll have that match. They're
0: both like, Japanese, right? Just to make sure.
2: They are. Yes, they they're both Japanese wrestlers. Yep. That'd be a um, that'd so, be
0: pretty historic. Uh,
2: yeah, and I think that again, I don't think that the, the yeah, cash will do this the in the Tokyo time. Dome. No, probably not. But oh, I don't think on. the cash will be the only time. I think that they'll do a uh, they'll have a proper match afterward where Asuka challenges Io for the title that Io stole from her through Money in the Bank stuff. Um, so, and I think that match will do do well. People will be really excited to see that match. Both wrestlers are very good. Io has been phenomenal in every match she's had on the main roster, so.
0: All right.
1: I'm thinking Io's just going to cash in and be a champion for a while. I think they're going to use the Bailey feud a little bit, kind of mess with everybody and the timing of when she's going to cash it. I think she is going to cash it out either Oscar, I can see Oscar or Charlotte. Yeah. Because Charlotte, Charlotte, I can see Charlotte winning it from Asuka. Charlotte takes too many freaking vacations. She wins the title, she puts someone over, and she leaves. Yeah. It's always back. good
2: to beat Charlotte, right? So you can never cash right. You always look better after beating Charlotte. I can, so.
1: Right, exactly. So I can totally see Charlotte beats beats Whoever's the team of Oscar or what's her name, Bianca, and then comes in EO and then takes it from her, and then you got to kind of get a setup feud. You can go with Bailey again. You can bring with Oscar. You can set up a lot going on with EO. A lot of differences. Would you need to keep Bianca Belair away from EO? Is Bianca Belair? Yeah, of course. Is Bianca Belair a heel or a face?
0: did not she calls? What's her name? She's technically a face. But she's definitely
1: What I didn't see SmackDown. Did she cost uh, Charlotte Flair the title? Like, what the hell
2: happened there? Yeah, I mean, they're beefing, but no, she's not turning. Uh, We got to remember, Charlotte Flair is my favorite female wrestler of all time. She's also mm -hmm. thoroughly unlikable. You're not turning heel by attacking Charlotte Flair. No one's going to be like, oh, I can't believe she hit Charlotte. What is Charlotte, a 960 time women's champion? Like right. no one's going to be mad that you beat up the Nepo kid. And I don't, I don't mean that to be clear. I think Charlotte is phenomenal in her own right. I just, I'm talking as a regular fan. You're watching TV. You know. Is, Char- is Charlotte really your favorite uh, female wrestler, man? Yep. Of all time. 100%. Oh shit. Hundred percent. I, I was there when in. she main evented uh, WrestleMania. I was at that WrestleMania. Oh, nice! And I was the only person, probably in the entire building, cheering for Charlotte. Everyone was cheering for Becky. Had a couple of Ronda fans, you know, UFC people, and I was the only one when Charlotte came out in the helicopter. I was like, "Yes, let's do it! Come on, come on, my queen, Charlotte Flair!" But nope, uh, obviously she was not meant to win. (laughs) Hey Matt, who's your favorite?
0: (laughs) Who's my favorite women's wrestler? All time, all time. -time. It actually was Bailey, believe it or not. Oh, Oh, Bailey, yeah. You know who was my favorite growing up as a kid? Who? And she wasn't a good wrestler at all was Maria. That was my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) She was really my favorite as a kid. She had a great theme song, though. Legs. (laughs) Yeah, the zebra heads. I remember that with legs like that. Awesome theme song. Yeah. My um, favorite wrestler. Looking back, they they really did some very sexist stuff to her looking back. Like, very bad. Like, my she. I really hope she, she pulled her way at that. Like, you, uh Anyways. Lace, come yeah. I mean, it Snoop Dogg just made out with her just because. Like, oh, sh- like what the remember that WrestleMania moment? Like I do, I do. come on, man. She's she's not an object. Anyways, Maria, I hope you hear this. Um, Jose. <laughs> your, your favorite women's wrestler? Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty.
1: Tell me? <laughs> Miss Kitty. Anybody can any anybody can flash the movies all the day and like three paperies in a row got my money.
2: <laughs> all right. I mean, sure. There you go. This
0: is a different
1: time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Kitty, whoever's out there.
0: <laughs> Wherever you are, Miss Kitty. Oh boy. You so um heart. so we have um the okay. women's tag team match. <laughs> and we saw, <laughs> what did we see? We saw Liv Morgan on Raquel Rodriguez defeat Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. The big thing we saw there was Shayna turning on Ronda. And we know the reports say that Ronda is about to leave wrestling for good. And I'll say it right here. Good riddance. Bye-bye. Won't miss you. Um, and we'll, let's see a Shayna kick her ass on SummerSlam. And she had a really awesome promo on uh, Monday Night Raw, and I hope this gives her some more momentum to grow some more. And then in the end, let them have a real MMA. Ma- I'm kidding, I don't do that. But they both are MMA fighters too. But um,
1: Santa Brazen might win that too.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna vote with you, Jose, on that. But um. Regardless, this match, obviously the big surprise there was Shayna turning despite the reports coming out after that Ron is gone. Now, Jose, you did really well calling out that it was pretty much going to be Raquel versus the two of them. And that did seem to be the case until the change. So clearly Mm -hmm. WWE heard us and they needed to uh, shock us. So what do we think about this ultimate change of where this is, even though we know where this is going? This what the other? Most
1: bullshit storyline and God's Green Earth. thats just mm-hmm. like stupid. Elaborate I mean, you were, how they did it. It's so like like so sudden and for no reason. Like there was no rift, no nothing, no like it just happened. And their excuse was, "Oh, I put you in WD, you made my life sick, but I just was teaming up with you for the last three months mm-hmm. with no problems." It's the stupidest thing you could have got. I would have what I would have done was kept the titles on them. Probably had a rematch, have the rematch at SmackDown or whatever they're on, and kind of did the riff right there, like a real riff, and kind of go from there. It just made no freaking sense. Like I'm happy Shayna Baszler is getting her shot, but this is not the first time she had a shot. She had a shot with Nia Jax. And that, and she was over there at that time as well. So we, we already know it's, there's no way in hell Ronda Ronda is is winning SummerSlam, She's not going to just freaking not give, not put, pull, give her the win, not put her over, and then she's just going to leave. It's the stupidest it thing. Just made it. It just reminds me of the fucking Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. Like I yep. already know what the hell you're doing. Like yep. you're just going to put her over right before you leave. Like, it doesn't feel like, you know what I mean?
0: Yes, I do.
1: I kind of get that. WWE
0: just loves doing past mistakes and doing them over again. (laughs) Ryan, Uh, are you uh, as cynical as us? No. uh,
2: Well, first, I'll just say, listen, Ronda is no Miss Kitty. But I don't. We can't completely cross her out. She did do a lot for like the women's main event. That would not have happened without Ronda Rousey. So women's wrestling does owe Ronda Rousey some some bit of gratitude. Uh, I do think that this oh, stop. Run, I do think this last run has been particularly horrible from Ronda. She's not been good on the mic because she doesn't
0: like it. Ring. She'd rather yes, be no, elsewhere. Yes, exactly.
2: I agree with you, but she's been horrible. I'm just saying in general. Her celebrity, like, completely unrelated to WWE, but her celebrity was kind of important to get women's wrestling to where it is now. Uh, that's just wanted to put that aside. Um, yeah, this was super rushed. It doesn't make sense. There was a much better version of this where, like, Shayna was pulling all of Ronda's weight for, like, a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Like, a couple of title offenses, title defense after title offense, Ronda dropped. Ups the ball because she doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like she's just there for a paycheck, and Shayna has to do all the work to keep those titles. And then finally mm-hmm. they get to a match like we saw at Money in the Bank. Um and Shayna says, You know what? Screw this. Chokes out Rhonda be like, do it yourself, and leaves and Rhonda loses. And then Shayna can come out, cut that same promo with the added caveat of i've been carrying you for weeks i brought you into wwe and i'm sick to my stomach that i did it because you blah 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 all this stuff she said like she could have done that it would have taken two extra weeks three extra weeks and a couple title defenses and maybe ronda's contract doesn't allow for that we i don't know i don't work there um so this might have been the best they could do i do think and i've always wanted them to do something like this i actually wanted to do it Becky versus Shayna back when that was the feud. Uh, right right, right around the time Shayna got called up. Um, I wanted to do a cinematic match with Shayna inside like a cage, like an octagon style cage. I don't want it to be live. I do not want them to set up the octagon. I'm not looking for a brawl for all. Like that's that's a horrible idea. None of those are good ideas. I do not want are to you, see them do it are you, fun. Are,
1: you, are you talking about the Owen Hart versus Ken Shimrock in the little bow cage?
2: Uh, no, I was talking about. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about several things. All combined. I don't want a UFC fight in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want to, when I when I want to watch a UFC fight or an MMA fight, I will turn on UFC. I will turn on Bellator. Those are the people who know how to do that. They know how to produce it. They know how to make it look interesting. Uh, but WWE, when we were experimenting with all of their cinematic matches, Firefly Funhouse, whatever, I thought it would be cool to get like you know, almost like a grimy dive kind of. Gym, you know, like those gyms you see in those movies. Like it's clearly like a, an old gym,
0: like a rock, have, like the Rocky movies.
2: Yeah, exactly. And have a cage, a UFC cage match. And I, again, I wanted it to be Becky and Shayna at the time, and I thought that would be a really cool cinematic match that could give Shayna kind of like her cage fighter grip back, and give us something to like think about. When we think of Shayna, we think, oh, that cage fight, and the way that we kind of think. Bray Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse. Obviously, I don't think it'd be quite as successful, but it could be. I mean, cinematic matches, they run the gambit, right? And they have, I think, a shot to do that now. And because I mean, Ronda fancies herself an actress. I don't. I don't agree with that. But she sucks. Seems to think she is. Terrible. Yeah, she's entourage she movie. Think she is. Fast, yeah. fast um,
0: Six. Yes.
2: um, But my point is that she'd be willing
0: to do a a cinematic
2: match. Well, you are a hater, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) She'd be willing to do a cinematic match. And I think that it could hide the fact that Ronda only has about six moves and doesn't really care that much. Um, I think it could give Shayna a signature win in a format that would be instantly visually very interesting. And so... And again, this is all fantasy. They've done and nothing. And it also saves me this the
0: boo, the inevitable booze that are coming out. It
2: does save the inevitable booze as well. But I really do hope that they take this opportunity to do something interesting. Rhonda's leaving. Like I said, you know, to circle it all back and connect it. Rhonda is leaving. She's been horrible. I'm not even going to defend it because that's just the facts. But <laughs> she's still a massive star when they signed her. She still has some mainstream appeal, even now, despite all these years of doing very little of success uh, outside of, I guess, wrestling. And even in wrestling, she hasn't been that successful. Uh, but she still has some mainstream appeal. She's still known as, you know, when people talk about women MMA oh, fighters. yeah, one,
0: one like, of the greatest of all time.
2: Yeah, so giving, giving her meeting Shayna that match in particular, certainly any match, but if they can get something like that, something really memorable as a goodbye to Rhonda and a, you know, hello to this, read the reemergence of the cage fighter, Shayna Baszler. Uh, I think that will help everyone involved. And for that, I'm optimistic. Will they do any of that? No, probably not. And then it'll just suck and I'll be sad, but until they, until they don't do it, I'm going to hope they will do it and try and be optimistic.
0: Your lips to God's ear, right? So the final match to discuss. Actually, quick thing, two things. Quick, quick. John Cena returns. Yeah. That was a legit shock. See, this is what you have to do, people at WWE. You can't keep a secret for years, (laughs) but you were able to pull this one off. And then Chris Jericho at the Rumble thirteen, and that's it. So (laughs) that's it. (laughs) First thing I want to say, WWE do exactly what you did. Even even if you want to admit, yeah, this was a last second call. (laughs) <laughs> and uh,
2: yeah, clearly, because we didn't know what was happening,
0: I guess they were testing the crowd to see if uh, oh, how no. bad they want a WrestleMania there, and then clearly, um, their wish was granted. And we'll expect, that? oh,
2: it's been yeah, a the, the local nuts like, today. Local politicians are already putting together uh, petitions to try and put in a bid. Because apparently, Clash at the Castle was supposed to be London, and London refused to bid. Like you know, like they do for like right. the Super Bowl or whatever. Put in like we'll give you this or that, and like you know. But they, they've been doing. They've been running numbers. There's like actual parliamentarians
0: in the you know UK Parliament are about to get involved.
2: I don't think they will. But there's actual parliamentarians in the UK Parliament who are trying now to put together a package to convince the city of London of the economic benefits of WrestleMania it 100 worked the, f- the fan response was 100 what they were trying to get they wanted to see if they could get the fans on television to convince the city of london to pay them to show up and it, it seems to be working who knows how quickly it'll work who knows what that package will look like um there are other cities that will probably put together a much more competitive package uh because there'll be less with the travel and all that stuff but i think that I think we will, meaning all of us, will absolutely see a London-based WrestleMania. I mean, I'm going to go out and live, and I'm going to say within five years. I agree with you, but I think the John Cena
1: thing was just a shot at AEW.
2: I mean, it could have been, because they're doing That's London, so, right?
1: they yeah, so, yeah, they're doing WIP, it's so obvious that they are, because they can't touch WrestleMania for the next two years. Yeah, so,
0: like, is two the months. next...
1: Philadelphia so is booked, and they announced the one after that. And from what everybody's saying is it's in the United States. So you would think it, the closest you can get London is in three years. So you're going to talk about, is anybody going to remember this pay-per-view <laughs> in three years? It's I a mean, total London it, fans, plant. It's a total, but you, in three years, you're getting, London's going to get another pay-per-view by then. Yeah. three. It's a shot AEW because their next show, their next pay-per-view is in London. And they're letting, they're letting everybody know that whatever seventy four thousand or whatever they're at right now, they're very they, yeah. I think it's like the so last I heard it was 75,000. seventy five thousand. They're at that they're gonna blow it. Once, <laughs> they're gonna blow that number apart.
2: Yeah,
1: and I think that John Cena thing was just the hype. Everybody would be like, yes, like we want WrestleMania. Yes, we got this. And like they're showing AEW. Yeah, you can have your all in or whatever it is this time. You're gonna hit your number, cool. But when we want WrestleMania here, we'll sell out and have have a hundred thousand people there.
2: Yeah, they're definitely gonna do, and they're gonna do Wembley. Obviously, um, it's only right. big enough. So they're, they're gonna, gonna yes. There's definitely some AEW comparison there to be had. It's, either, if it's you all
1: it re, realistically, it's all timing. Think of all the time. This is perfect mm-hmm. timing to do it. Like kind of throw a shot at them. It's obvious. I mean, they're gonna to come to London within five years. That's absolutely. Eventually, you kind of
2: see the, the but trend But London did paper. say no. I will say, London, the Clash of the Castle again was supposed to be in London, and they asked for a bid, and London just said no. London did not put in a bid, and that's why Cardiff got it, because Cardiff did. So there is definitely some hesitance on the side of London, according to the news that I've been reading. Uh, that On the tr- BBC. Yeah, they, uh, well, I mean, it was, it was from a London paper, yeah, and so mm. – it it is like something that they are gonna have to negotiate. It's not like a it's not a foregone conclusion unless WWE just takes the cost on the chin and does it, but I don't think they want to. So um, there will be there need to be some negotiating, and I do think that the fan response only helps in that. Right, right to be like, listen, right. we want this. Your fans want this. It's good for your city. Let's like stop messing around and let's get some numbers on paper. Like I think that that's probably part of it but yes they also wanted to make sure everybody knew that wwe has got fans in london and those fans are going to show up as soon as wwe shows up and aew and everyone but aew in particular should keep that in mind as they do their wembley show which by all you know by all accounts is exceeding their expectations and is doing awesome numbers so which is good i mean obviously better better wrestling for everybody is better period so
0: are they going to bring William Regal to the negotiations? I don't
2: know. Maybe. If, if,
1: I mean, if you kind of have to, right? <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was William Regal and Paul Birchall.
2: Paul Birchall, <laughs> I don't think he's still with, is he still
1: with them. <laughs> no. He's a pirate. Remember that guy? Pirate yeah. Paul Birchall? Things get a little ha- hairy over there. They got a pirate with the in the store. me me can walk the plank. <laughs> <painting. laughs> better, than,
2: better than his second character, that's for sure. The final
1: wasn't,
2: that match his second ter- wasn't that his second character? His first Sorry, character was supposed third, to be the, third the character. incest? No, that was, so it, incest the incest came after. Incest was yeah. after the pirate, yeah. I can't, uh, I can't this believe This is my WWE. cousin, WWE. We, and we uh, sleep with each other. That was his character before he got fired. I would have been right. a pirate my whole career. Be like, don't make me sleep <laughs> with my cousin. Just let me be a pirate.
0: Uh, there really is a sick human being who actually decided that and put that oh, on. the same yeah.
2: I know His name is Vince sick human being singular. Come
1: on. You don't remember the you don't remember the Katie Vick storyline? Come
0: on now. It's as bad as it gets when necrophilia is involved <laughs> on a mainstream network like that.
2: Look up Claire Lynch from a TNA. That's um, pretty bad, too.
0: But even the censors have to approve that or there's some really there really are you know, putting their back to that. I mean, well, nothing really beats the live sex celebration. That that was an actual thing. Missed that is as risky that as Maria it gets. Have not
2: done that yet. Missed opportunity that that hasn't happened oh yet. Oh my
0: god! And dude, if I don't want to know how horny people are for that, that'll be a tough Don day on Drew
2: McIntyre for the title. As we discussed, <laughs> that needs to happen. We pay homage, yeah, definitely. But it, it's got to be. It's got to be twice as funny. It's twice as goofy. It can't be. It ha- cannot be serious in any way, but they have yeah. to announce it as if it's serious.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> Final match was Gunther and Riddle. Gunther beat him pretty bad, but we had a returning Drew McIntyre kicking ass, and we love seeing that. And though Randy Orton didn't come back, it seems that RK, Bro, and Drew are teaming up. You know, what, what were the suggested names? Uh... You know, Mac and Bro, Mac, Mac, bro Mac, Mac Bro, all of that. Well, Imperium has three people. Drew and Matt are two people, so they need one person to join them to go up against them at SummerSlam. And that's, I guess, the only thing we really care about regarding this feud is a role is a Randy coming back for SummerSlam to do that six man tag match. That's what's happening, right, guys?
2: Poor Sheamus.
0: We don't want that. We want that's Randy. We or... <laughs>
2: that's definitely
1: that's definitely not shameless.
2: We I don't know that Randy's actually ready. I know that I saw the reports that Randy's ready. I, I saw it. I, right two weeks before that report came out, the report was Randy may never wrestle again. So uh, how you go from may never wrestle again to returning at Money in the Bank in like a week and a half? That means that one of the two people doesn't know what they're talking about. I Oh, sorry. No, I, genuinely, to go from I may never wrestle again to actually I'll be back next week mm-hmm. means one of the two people who was reporting these two stories is just making it up. And it could be the person saying he may never wrestle again. That's a total clickbait headline. You know what I mean? But so is Randy Orton returning at Money in the Bank. Those are both clickbaity headlines. I don't know that Randy Orton is is healthy. I've heard nothing wow. that makes me feel like he is healthy More so than isn't like I've heard nothing to be like oh he's definitely coming back versus oh he may never wrestle again I've heard equal numbers of both so I don't know that we can be like oh Randy's coming back for this because he may never wrestle again according to some people so uh, you know what I mean I can
1: not so the real answer is there was an interview with Bob Orton Jr. saying that he was going to retire and that Uh, yeah so Bob Orton's old school 1980 he's going to kayfabe the shit out of it. He's going to make you believe he's okay. not coming back. So I don't believe... and Plus, Bob fucking had, like, he just had issues. So I wouldn't believe anything he... And then you go listen to the Kurt Angle show. I don't know if you are ever listen to his podcast. He's talking about where uh, it's almost ready to go. Right, yeah. So it's like, who are you going to believe more? Kurt Angle that just sells everybody, doesn't kayfabe for anything and just give everybody the facts without really thinking twice. Or Bob Orton that just mumbling shit, passing... Oh, but we got to just keep in mind, Bob Orton is, you know, Brandy's dad. Yeah, but Bob Orton's is k guy, this oh, no, guy he, this could, is, he could be yeah. yeah. that. No. Yeah, this is the same guy back in the 80s walking public with a uh, arm cast. His arm is totally
2: fine. Like no, I, I, <laughs> I totally get that. I get that he's a preacher of the old school with the k I get it. But also, if you were retiring... Your dad is someone who would know that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we could just discredit, oh, he's probably lying. Like, maybe, yeah, but, <laughs> but it, I don't right. you know what I mean. Like, it, it's so also very were- possible he's retiring and he told his dad, yeah, listen, man, my back really hurts. <laughs> I got real fucked up. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this and pick up my kids. Like, that's a totally reasonable thing to have to, for anyone to have said. Um, and so I just don't know that we can. Be sure that he's ready, and maybe again, maybe the plan is Randy Orton, unless, right? Randy Orton is the third man, unless we don't have Randy Orton, and then we'll throw Sheamus in or whatever. You know, find you know, call what, Tyler what, Bate up to the main roster or Ilia Dragunov, whatever.
1: You need you need to start with Tyler Bates. Come on
2: now, I'm just picking. A, I'm picking a British uh, guy. That was what's wrong. What's wrong
1: what is wrong with
2: Sheamus? Nothing's wrong with him, right? He just uh, hasn't been on since. Yeah, WrestleMania? he's just not doing anything. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I mean like he's around? He could do it, and there's right. other again. There's other European wrestlers like Tyler Bate, Ilya Dragunov, and NXT. If you want to do a one-off thing for like one show, like so, again, um, maybe it's Randy Orton, unless and that's totally possible. Not, I don't it, know if we it, can sh- promise sh- it's sh- Randy. james is a good pick. I uh,
1: you're, you're good with that because I feel like if Randy. If you're, you're gonna if, if any reports is true that he's he's hurt and he is gonna come back you're, you're, you're like your window is really closing with them mm-hmm. so you're gonna shoot him off you're gonna either put him as a heel and then just shoot him off to the heavyweight title as fast right. as possible if go the forth Sith or
2: right whatever
1: you' you're not gonna waste your time on a triple threat match or try anything stupid like just it'd be total waste did yeah. something else happens
2: yeah I mean like I said, if he's back and he's ready and he's like, no, nah, I'm good to go, then I'm sure they'd love to use him in this match because it could build right. to RK Bros implosion. Right. Um, but I just, I don't know that we can be certain that he is back. Um, and so I think that this match, obviously. The surprise was Drew, and that sets up that bit. And we, I, I think we can all agree that Drew is the next challenger for the Intercontinental title. May not be at SummerSlam. They may do a tag team match at SummerSlam. But uh, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew's got next. And again, the tag team match helps them pad that time <laughs> to get him closer to beating the record without having to beat everybody right, in a singles right, right. match. Um, but I, I don't know if we can. I'm sorry, Matt. I don't know if we can promise you, Randy Orton. Um, if they can, I'm sure they will. It'd be awesome moment, but if, if he's still hurt, I'm sure they have a, uh, at least if it's not the main plan, I'm sure they at least have a contingency plan for when Randy Orton is not around. And we could probably see that as soon as next week, whatever that plan ends up being, we'll probably see that. Probably we'll see it before Randy, like they'll, they'll tease Seamus or whoever first. And then if Randy's like, actually, I'm good. And that'll be a swerve. Instead of Sheamus, it'll be Randy Orton. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone else get inserted as the third person uh, now. What if it could? And also, it could be, I mean, I don't even know what show Sheamus is on. It could be someone like Ali or something, too. Like, it doesn't. I don't think that this is necessarily going to be a a massive trio to go against Imperium, especially if Imperium is going to end up winning. Um, Oh, that's right. Sheamus is on SmackDown. Right. Which, I mean, no one, the Triple H certainly doesn't care about that. But, you know, if if other people care, then they may just go with Ali. That's what I said. Or another call up that they can just put wherever because none of it matters. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I don't necessarily know that we can be certain that this is going to be like a massive six-man match. This could very easily be Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, and somebody against Gunther and his friends. Um, And that's that, you know?
0: Yeah, we'll ultimately see what happens. People do like to talk on the internet. I'll just say that or tweet, but um, Mm -hmm. you just have to see it from the man himself, and hopefully it is him in the ring sooner rather than later. But that will wrap it up. We will see you in a few weeks when we predict what happens at SummerSlam. And, of course, the live stream itself. And we're going to have a lot of fun while doing it, guys. So I just want to thank Ryan and Jose. And we'll see you guys very soon. Jose and Ryan, great work, gentlemen. And then as we announce at the end of this podcast, one of the next productive casts, probably the next one on our calendar, will be live streaming SummerSlam 2023. That is going to be a historic show, and we're going to be there every single second and every single minute with you. Remember, every second counts, and that's going to be a great show to live stream, and we're all going to enjoy that August 5th, 2020. So that's going to be something to look forward to. That'll be our next wrestling show, and you're going to love it. I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube, and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter, at Pod, TikTok, facebook and youtube at productive conversations so we are back next week we are going to talk about all the nba free agency moves once again and a lot has been updated since we talked a couple weeks ago so we're gonna do that and release it to you on tuesday you know our reactions to grant williams going to dallas to Kyrie resigning to chris middleton resigning um Hopefully by time we speak, we have a landing destination for Damian Lillard, even though we all know he's going to the Miami Heat most likely. Once it is official, we can... Delve in and soak in why that is significant. So that's going to be exciting NBA free agency and offseason moves next Tuesday. And then next Thursday, a Major League Baseball podcast, the first time since opening day, really. So we do our midseason show there. And while the Mets are doing their best to stay alive this season, as well as the Yankees who need Aaron Judge back in the worst way. We could also talk about other exciting teams like the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, making a stance in the NL West, Uh, the San Francisco Giants trying to prove who they are, some disappointing teams like the Toronto Blue Jays, who were supposed to be this big bad team in the American League that are clearly nothing right now, and yeah, a lot of other good stuff regarding the world of baseball, so we have a full sports week ahead for you, and then we'll continue with more great shows throughout july throughout august and we'll have a feel-good summer while doing it so let us enjoy another summer weekend let us have some good times ahead so please enjoy every second of your weekend this weekend go out on the boat go to the beach go to a ball game go to a brewery soak it all in everybody because the summer will be gone before you know it and you don't want to miss it Thank you to Jose Rivera and Ryan Page for their contributions to the show today. Thank you to Dolo Ren, a.k.a. Alex DeJesus, for what he does behind the scenes. And thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, the Productive Nation, for always supporting us no matter what. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everybody. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. Much love. Peace.